0: Welcome to 4Eyes, the podcast series that gives you a clear view into the optometry world across Canada and the US. We are four optometrists who graduated from the Illinois College of Optometry and are working across North America. Last week, we mentioned our episode today would be on glaucoma as part of a three-episode series. However, all of us here at 4Eyes recently lost a close friend to suicide. So we decided that today's episode would be about mental health. It's important to all of us to share our personal stories about mental health and discuss resources that can potentially help anyone out there dealing with mental health issues. So here are your hosts. I'm Dr. Deepan Kar. I'm Dr. Amrit Bilku.
1: I'm Dr. Virinda Rindawa.
2: I'm Dr. Alex Kuhn.
1: We have a pretty special guest on today's episode, and he graduated with us from ICO class of 2019. And he's also been um, affected by the situation. And so we wanted him here today. He he wants to join in on the conversation. Dr. Peter Sillman. And Dr. Sillman is currently completing a vision therapy residency at WOW Vision Therapy in Michigan. And he also has an Instagram platform named Eye Opening Moments, where he promotes the optometry community and highlights ODs across the nation. When browsing through social media, we see all of the positives and accomplishments from our peers and our family members. But we forget that behind the screen, these people also go through negative experiences, embarrassments, and failures. We want this to be an open space and share things that we normally would not discuss to the public or even to our own close friends and family.
0: And just as a reminder, none of us are professional therapists or psychologists. The things we share that help with our own mental health may not necessarily be right for you. We all just wanted to use this platform to end the stigma surrounding mental health by sharing our own personal experiences.
1: So with that, we can all welcome Dr. Peter Silman to Four Eyes.
3: Hi guys, how are you guys?
1: Very good. good. We're good. We're happy to see you after a while.
3: Yeah, it's been a long time, but I'm glad to be part of this and starting this conversation Definitely. with you guys. Definitely.
1: So you started this. I mean, you're the one who really encouraged us to make an episode on mental health because on your Instagram, you posted um, a story trying to encourage everyone to start the conversation about mental health. Um, Where did you get the courage to even put that video up?
3: So I believe that we all show the happiness in our lives. And I mean, my Instagram platform is big on promoting every optometrist and showing their goods. And even when I was in optometry school, everyone knew me as the person that, you know, talked to everyone and was always happy, but I also struggled throughout uptime tree school. And most of you guys knew that I struggled in the grades aspect. However, I, lots of people in my class didn't know that I struggled only my close niche of friends did. So I just wanted to start the conversation with everyone to know that there's more to our successes. There's failures before you get to Mm -hmm. your success. And, and basically, yeah, the more conversations that we start and like showing that we all can struggle and we can still succeed in our careers and all that. I think it's a big thing. Yeah,
2: definitely. Yeah, I mean, I think that our failures make our success that much better. And it makes, I mean, everything, everybody goes through something. And so. Yeah, we
4: all like, I say we all face some difficulties, whether it be school, whether it be relationships, friends. So it's kind of good to know that other people are going through this as well. And just kind of. Have a safe platform where we can talk about our experiences and, you know, have each other's back and support one another.
0: Um, Peter, when you were going through all of these um, issues in school and stuff, did you feel like you can easily share with your friends and family your experiences or did you feel like that was a little bit tough?
3: I mean, I came from a family that didn't really talk about mental health. It wasn't really. Hey, like as a culture, we all don't force mental health. It's more of like, hey, you should pray more, and so on. I think the big thing is they supported me, but they didn't know the whole story. So the person that I actually like looked up to was Dr. Mothersbaugh. Yeah,
1: and for those of you who don't know, Dr. Eric Mothersbaugh is currently the dean of student affairs at the Illinois College of Optometry.
3: Because he was so open with um his mental health, and I think it kind of helped me realize that it's okay to go talk to someone. It's okay to find your support group and go from there. It's not a big deal, and you're I think not it be also takes a it. big
2: weight off your shoulders when you do talk about it. Even though it's yeah. hard to actually initiate the talk, like talking to someone, but it takes a lot of weight off your shoulders once you do that.
0: Yeah, I I really agree with Peter. I also come from um, a family, an immigrant family, where talking about mental health was completely taboo. My parents also really didn't know how to talk to me when I was feeling, you know, really um, emotionally unstable or anything like that. They just didn't know how to handle the situation. So, and I think that was a really hard thing for me to realize because... I felt even worse when the people that were closest to you can't even support you or the people that knew you best can't even support you. So, I mean, just reaching out to people is really important and just what Alex was talking about too.
4: And I feel like a lot of the hesitations to like communicating with our parents like come because we have this like barrier or like a generation gap where it's kind of, they don't understand what we're going through and yeah. you try to sometimes you try to explain to them and they their solutions are can be like oh um if you're stressed about your exam study more but yeah. it's hard to explain that i can't i'm not absorbing anything right yeah like our parents were so consumed with working and providing food and meals that i guess they never really had that time to think about time to think about our feelings basically
3: they <laughs> yeah, didn't have emotions <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, they always had that goal like I gotta provide for my family I gotta work I gotta put food on the table yeah but their goals are yes. different
1: from yours because your goals are not struggling to provide food on the table yours are different goals like trying to achieve good grades trying to get a good job I feel like I have this um, expectations and debt that I have to pay because my parents have worked so hard to give me these nice things and and give me the resources to you know, go to nice schools. And so then I have to kind of pay them back to be that like star child. I feel like that's like every immigrant family's issue. Like us,
4: our, our parents put so much pressure on us. They put their ambitions, their goals onto us. And it's kind of, you. they made a, a lot of sacrifices for you, your siblings. So it's kind of, you feel like you need to do this for them.
2: I think, I mean, even with non-immigrant Like, families, too, because, I mean, my family, like, my dad, my family in general is, like, well-known on our community, and so there's an expectation that, you know, all the kids are going to be doing something that's, like, contributing and whatnot, and so... I think, and my dad also, he, I found this out like a couple months ago that he was telling patients before I even got into optometry school, I was joining him. And I'm like, dad, I'm glad I didn't know that <laughs> because yeah. before, because yeah, that's, that's even a lot more of pressure. pressure. Yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah. I mean, I also think that we're like all talking about our parents, but also we're in a different age as well. Like social media is such a big part of our like society that they didn't have to grow up with that and just see everyone's perfectionism what we see is everyone's perfectionism and we do not see anyone's failures and like it's hard to tell them that because first off some of them don't even have social media so they they don't even have that aspect and I feel that's where we struggle because that bridge between our parents is like difficult because they don't see that aspect yeah throughout optometry school like I got through and we obviously all did go through it but um I actually did not pass part one initially and that hit me so hard, just watching everyone else pass boards and, you know, yeah. finish their careers and, like, that aspect. And and mm-hmm. taking it for the second time was, like, still, like, you have to redo all of part one, which is something that is so difficult to do. Because it's, uh, to be honest, it's lots of, like, stuff that we won't use on a regular basis and trying to memorize it and I mean I had my own family issues during that whole time and then what happened was I actually didn't pass again and it just hit me harder and it's the mental fatigue that you were just talking about and I had to go on a third time and that was in the spring and I finally got to pass it but like I was so worn out that it wasn't like happiness of passing it was like relief that it's finally over yeah yeah and that's the hardest thing because we we don't see the mental fatigue that everyone goes through, and that's initially why I wanted to make that post on Instagram because it is a fatigue that we all go through, and no one sees that fatigue in whatever career path you do.
2: Yeah, especially in a career that you literally cannot practice—you can't make money until you pass that test. And there, i mean, there's other careers like that too. Like- know. There's just
1: so much. There's so much pressure. We just all have to be like on our A game all the time, especially in a career like this. Like, we're definitely considered one of those like high functioning professionals. And I think it's really nice that you shared that, Peter, because that must have been really hard to watch everybody celebrate. And, you know, people are posting this on Facebook, they're posting it on Instagram that they passed. They're literally, they literally posted it like everywhere. And then for that to be kind of, Showing up everywhere in every direction when you're looking it's like it feels like another punch in the gut so yeah it's definitely important to share failures because someone else could be could be struggling through the exact same thing and they just feel like they're doing it all Mm -hmm. on their own because no one else is no one else is talking about it no one else is sharing that struggle peter what kind of um what are you doing now to really to boost your mental health, what kind of resources do you use now? Now that you're outside of ICO and you're in a residency, which is also quite stressful, um, because you're still learning a lot and having the expectation of, um, you know, pleasing your mentors and working alongside them. What kind of, what kind of resources do you use now?
3: Well, one of them is uh, Dr. Mothersbaugh. Me and him kept in contact throughout optometry school and then he actually knew my whole story as well of me not passing boards. So he actually helped me through more than he probably even knows in that aspect. And the other thing would be your peers still keeping contact with everyone. And honestly just talking to people. The problem is when you get into, like with me, when I got into boards and that aspect of failing, I like built this wall when I didn't pass boards and it was hard to break down because you just see everyone else's successes. And even, like, looking back into it, I bet you lots of people didn't even know that I didn't pass boards. Um, I was mentally not handling it. So I reached out to Dr. Marlisbaugh and I just had a conversation with him and I had conversations with Beth. And then, like, now what I do is, um, I mean, I have my own, like, group of people that I talk to. And honestly, it's okay to reach out to more, uh, like, other professionals, they made a career for a reason. And I think that's the big thing. Go talk to a psychologist, like whatever, whatever works for you, just go do it and not worry about the stigma.
1: And everyone's just scared of showing their emotions. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, when you do show your emotions and show how vulnerable you really are, it just shows how strong you really are. And then it helps other people to open up and talk about, oh yeah, hey, like I'm going through the same thing. And then that weight starts to get lifted from your shoulders and you're like, oh, okay, everyone's experiencing the same thing.
4: Like We have all been there where we know someone that's gone through mental health or we personally have been affected by mental health. And it's in today, this generation, like, everyone's being affected somehow can drive you to a point where you feel like taking your life is easier option than talking about it or getting help and i think Mm -hmm. that's that's the whole point of this podcast is we want to tell people that you can stop yourself from getting to that point you know you can get that help earlier you know
3: the reason why people get to that level is the stigma that no one wants to break like we all talk about we can go talk to our friends or family and blah, or our mentors. But the problem is no one wants to make that step to go to an actual provider that that's their career and that's their job and they're trained. And honestly, I think that stigma needs to be broken down so quick that like, it helps like, like people worry to be like what you said Deepan where like, oh, people look up, look down on you for going to a provider or whatever. But I actually look at that situation. I'm like, wow, he did it. I could do it as well, you know, like, and I think it opens up more doors when people start breaking the stigma of to go to a provider.
0: Also, I think if you're a person who or, you know, someone that is struggling personally, just keep your communication lines always open and try to genuinely listen to what they're saying. You don't have to share your opinion about what they need to do or tell them what to do. Just listen and be there for them. I know that was a really big help for me personally, because when I have when I'm usually going through something, I have to vent and I have to call someone and tell them right away. And what I'm looking for is just someone to listen, to hear me out. That's it. I don't need I'm not asking for your opinion. I'm not asking for you to tell me what to do. It's just I just want to be heard. So that I feel like I'm and being also heard. for you know when
1: you have someone close to you who's going through um something and you've you feel like you've tried as much as you can instead of kind of giving up or letting that situation go, you should also consider reaching out to a professional and letting them know that you know somebody who's in the situation to get professional advice on how to handle the situation. Peter, what was the reason, what was the moment when you finally like brought down the walls to go seek help?
3: I kept on doing the same thing and I was getting the same results and I was getting tired of that. So I actually reached out to Dr. Mothersbaugh and told him my situation and then we made a connection and he kept in contact with me the whole time And um, that's when we started the conversation and he actually helped me through taking boards by tutoring me or helping me and just being there as a person as well. So I think when you start realizing that if you keep doing the same thing, you're going to get the same results. I knew I was doing something wrong, nor I just didn't know what was happening. I think you just have to open up and it's the faster that you open up, the easier things go. It's a quick process. Yeah. But if you keep closing the door, then you're just I gonna put yourself down the whole agree time. With
0: that. I think taking that first step is really the hardest step. But once you open up and tell people what's going on, it literally is much it life gets so much more better and easier um after that. Even though you think like all these judgments are gonna be made about you um, people are going to think of you the wrong way. It's just not never the case. Um, and like one so, more yeah.
3: thing is, so I mean, I still like had contact with, you know, people in my class throughout the whole situation. And they were also going through the process with me. So like at the end of the day, like I was reaching out to someone that was like kind of at the same level as me. And I finally was like, I need to move up to someone that actually, first off, is practicing and he can give me like advice and he was just more going outgoing to like giving me help in a better way Because if you keep asking people on your same level you're never going to get the right results
2: i mean it's kind of like sports like if you practice the same thing over and over and you're just practicing the wrong thing over and over and you have a like messed up jump shot or something it's never going to improve right unless you find how to change it and make your situation better
4: Uh, so personally when I came to optometry school I started with my best friend Uh, we both kind of chose the same pathway while finishing our bachelor's degree and started optometry school together so she was like my roommate my go-to person my backbone unfortunately things just didn't go as planned um, for her and she kind of decided that she didn't want to be in optometry school anymore So, you know, like while both of us were away from family, friends and kind of like living in this strange new city, it just kind of shows that how stress hits each person so differently, you know. So even though like she excelled in school, like she did really well, but it was just kind of that fear of not performing well enough or like, you know, the standards you put on yourselves that I have to achieve this. And that whole thing of being constantly under stress, it kind of like got to her and it manifested into an anxiety where she kind of came to a point that, you know what, my mental health is more important than me trying to pursue this career. And she said, you know, what, this is the first year from already going through so much stress, so much anxiety, I can't, she couldn't function. And, you know, she started, would get like the tremors, the whole Like you know all those symptoms anxiety symptoms she couldn't sleep and you know she decided that it it wasn't for her and you know at that time i probably was didn't 100 percent understand her decision because we both worked so hard to get into optometry school like our whole life like all of undergrad like we took courses just catered to optometry school and you know i didn't i didn't see that point of view at that moment, you know, where it's like the longer the primary school went, the more I understood when I started having these symptoms sometimes. And I was like, I get it. I get what she, where she was coming from. You know, sometimes you got to take a step back. You got to reevaluate your own standards. Like, you know, you you can't, school's not everything. Career is not everything. You got to look at your mental health too. You know, you got to see. I was
0: going to say, don't you guys feel grateful for kind of the difficult times that you went through because you feel so much stronger for life and um, you know now that you're equipped to deal with pretty severe stressful situations after going through those hard times and you know how to like you know the coping strategies. I definitely agree I feel that um, having a coping mechanism
1: is super important because that's really what's gonna help you Relieve your stress, especially if um, no one's really available to talk to. You know, when I moved to California for this residency program, I was definitely sharing a lot of the great moments about moving here on social media. Um, Like we were mentioning before, I would share a lot of the positives and I would hide a lot of the difficult times that I had behind the screen because throughout my whole life, my outlet for stress um, and mental health were friends and family and just socializing because I'm a very social person. And when I moved to California, I had zero friends and I'm on the other side of the continent from my family. And so when I had no social outlet left, I honestly didn't know what to do with myself. I didn't know how to handle the stress and... Um, the depression that came with moving away from all of those people that meant a lot to me. And so I actually had to actively search for new outlets. You know, I had to go online. Um, I tried to listen to mental health podcasts, which I really enjoy. Uh, One of my favorite ones is Ask a Therapist by Nikita and Zam. Um, They are just two people that have a podcast that talk about lots of different mental health topics. And, you know, I have a long commute to work. So that's where I put in the time to listen to these podcasts um, to get me through my day. And, you know, I started watching shows and I started, you know, doing other things to find my outlet. I feel like that's such an important thing is find something that works for you. Um, that makes you feel good and also something that you can put in your schedule every day so that you can make sure you have that time to use your outlet um, because that's super important.
2: Yeah. I was just going to say I had a similar experience. Like Amra, you're talking about like moving to a new city and having all that kind of stress. When I went to undergrad in California – I was, I think I was 40 minutes away from my sister, but I didn't have a vehicle for the first six weeks. And so the stress of literally knowing no one and starting a new school, trying to join a basketball team that they all know each other, like it definitely was a very stressful time and like my family helped me a lot. And not only that though, was I tend to process things better when I'm working out. And so I was in the gym a lot and working through it that way. And it ended up being okay. And when I went to Chicago, I had Jordan and that was a lot better. And I had two dogs too. So I would say animals are great therapy. I definitely agree with that too.
3: I also want to go back to what Deepan said with like struggling and all that. I think that those struggles actually become Mm -hmm. more gratifying at the end you get to see like yourself be successful and right now like when you're at the struggles you don't notice what you're going through and like what successes will happen due to that like going through what i went through kind of helped me realize that like it's not going to be easy even like when you're going to start your career and all that aspects like it's still gonna like you're gonna have struggles and like honing into like what you can do to make yourself better comes from the all the struggles. One hundred percent. And it's not like we're it's room. not
1: like we're never gonna struggle ever again. I mean, we're gonna yeah. we're gonna <laughs> struggle forever. I'm I'm like I'm really stressing that. Every new situation that you're gonna put yourself through, every new life experience that we're all gonna have, we are going to struggle, but the more times we struggle and survive, it's just gonna make it a little bit easier each time to get through the next struggle. I think that's
0: yeah. yeah. I mean, we all know we're going to struggle, yeah. but let's look forward to yeah. it and, and grow from it too. It, right. I mean, so yeah, and mm-hmm. just yeah,
1: and struggle together. I mean, just share share your yeah. struggles with people <laughs>
0: because yeah, everybody's on the struggle bus. Yeah. Everybody, <laughs> even if people deny it. Yeah, they're, they're, they're on, on it. it. They're just they're on there. the rooftop or something. Yeah. Right up there. They're not <laughs> in the bus talking
1: to you about it. But I mean, even currently, everyone is going through a lot of mental health struggles because of. COVID-19 it's affected the entire world and so in the optometry world it's definitely taken a big hit on third year optometry students because now their board exams are canceled until further notice to know that you've spent x amount of months putting your blood sweat and tears into studying for this exam and then now they're saying we're not doing it and we'll we'll tell you when it's devastating. But, I mean, this is this is just another struggle that everyone is going through together. You can talk with your classmates about it. You can talk with your faculty members about it. I mean, everyone knows that this yeah. is going on. And I mean, on. like,
3: what you're, what you're saying, Amrit, like, I think is true. Like, at the end of the day, we'll all get through it in, like, this whole situation. And I think as third years, you guys should realize that this is more time for you to also you know, become a better optometrist and learn maybe like the nitpits of whatever subject you're struggling with. Or like, you know, this is a benefit. You have to look at the, it's all about perspective at the end of the day. And how you look at it will change how you're going to perceive the next month. Or, I mean, I don't know. And it's all about perspective at the end of the day.
1: Even um, aside from just optometry students, I mean, all optometrists can definitely take advantage of the mental health resources that are available to them now, especially during COVID nineteen, there are some mental health apps that are now offering free subscriptions. So, like Headspace, um, that is available to healthcare professionals in the U.S. Currently, they're offering a free subscription throughout twenty twenty, and then Calm as well. They have um, they offer some limited content for a free subscription. Definitely look around online for mental health resources because right now, especially during the pandemic, there's a lot of there's a lot more free resources out there for you guys to use together.
0: I was just gonna say Headspace is really great too because um, they have like these five to ten minute videos on um, that basically teaches you how to meditate and kind of relax and show they um, go over these techniques with you and they follow your progress as well and it's all for free so. I mean, I used it when I was in optometry school, and I I thought it really helped a lot.
4: Actually, used it uh, during third year as well. Third year of optometry school, I feel like I had, when I had like a lot of hard time like falling asleep. So definitely the little animations help you kind of see, and yeah. understand the meditation <laughs> how it works, um, and
0: just the way they talk and explain it definitely helps. I know really. the and you could pick between a male or female voice, and I think you could pick accents as well. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it, it's I think really great. It definitely <laughs> helped a lot.
4: Um, even sometimes, like just even other podcasts, like on like sleep meditation or how to reduce stress, like they just kind of tend to walk you through how to breathe and kind of helps you take stuff off your mind. So definitely, um, I think they helped me a lot when during my stressful times, and can be a resource for others. as People well. People can
1: also try to encourage their own workplace to provide mental health resources not that it's mandatory but you can always bring it up to your um, practice that you're working in Um, especially um, most of the optometry schools hopefully should have counseling services that they provide and mental health groups created by students but even at the workplace I mean it's really important to just let your boss or your other employees um, let them know that this is something that will benefit everyone and have a resource available for everyone in your workplace. I mean, that's, that's a really important thing to know as well. Thank you so much, Peter, for coming onto Four Eyes and sharing um, your personal stories and sharing um, you know, in this conversation about mental health. We really appreciate you starting this conversation on your Instagram and bringing it onto our platform here. So, yeah, thank yeah, you.
0: Thank you. Thanks, Peter. Yeah,
1: thank you.
3: Yeah, no problem. Yeah. No and problem. I miss you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I miss you guys too.
1: And once again, for all of our listeners, check out Dr. Selman's Instagram page at eye opening moments um, so that you can also um, check out his posts and contribute to the conversation as well.
2: Thanks everyone for listening to Four Eyes. Make sure to subscribe and look out for new episodes every Wednesday. Until then, stay tuned.